Well, hello, church family. Hello. Welcome to the Sunday recap where Pastor Dave and I get to sit and, and talk through things uh, from the service yesterday and yep. sermon, the service, whatever. And yep. so yep. it's good to be sitting here. Happy yeah, Monday to you. Happy Monday. This is, it's, it's always fun. I'm it is fun. And, and congratulations. We finished the first book of Luke, or the first chapter <laughs> we did. of Luke. We did. Yesterday marked, uh, it's 80 verses, man. So yeah. it, was, uh, it was a lot to set up, but yeah, we made it all the way through. And something, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You and I don't really talk about what's going to be preached on Sunday morning. I, I know the scripture, yep. but we don't have, and after we sang the worship songs yesterday and listened to you sing, it's yeah. amazing how much they lined up, as often the case, because we're both praying, we're both mm -hmm. seeking to what God would have for the congregation. So I just, it just blows my mind again seeing that. Well, and I would just affirm you, you know, in that uh, yesterday, you know, it depends on what service my family goes to. I'll sit with mm -hmm. them, you know, during that service, or sometimes I'll just be back in the sound booth, you yeah. know, with, with the guys, and we're, you know, participating back there, and uh, just allows me to sit so that I don't yeah. have to stand all <laughs> yes. that for, for three hours or four hours. Yes. But um, as we were doing it, I was in the sound booth, and, you know, uh, you know, Jonathan McCormick and I, you know, a young man who's helping out, we're kind of singing the songs back there and mm. I'm, I'm listening and I'm smiling literally mm. Jason yesterday because as we're singing, I, I knew you knew the text that we were in, yeah. but I'm like, we'll sometimes dialogue, but yeah. I won't go through point by point yes. with, you know, what the sermon is. And I was just smiling. I'm like, You're, the songs were already hitting yeah. those, those truths. Yeah. So whether they or not, were. you know, at we who are in here listening are fully connecting that in the moment. I right. think that's God. Right. God doing that. So I think that that is. I even struggled with yesterday's set. I, I wanted to change it multiple times. And I'm like, no, I feel like this is what God wants. So I left it alone. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. so now that you have closed chapter one, yeah. what has stood out to you from that chapter? Well, you know, I've given my observations and I have a couple, but I'm going to throw it back to you. Okay, I mean, you're okay. sitting there. You've, you've listened to the messages. I think you were here for, well, a good portion of them. I think, yeah. 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 Um, yeah I would just, I'll throw it out to you and then I'll give my, what, what stood out to you? Anything that you saw in Luke? whether in the preaching or even just in the hearing of the word that you didn't notice before? Well, one thing that really stood out to me actually was the reminder of the identity mm, mm, mm -hmm. of who we are in Christ, right? Yeah. Um, and, and being reminded that you made a couple of great statements uh, dealing with that one. And, and I know we struggle with that as Christians. We struggle that with uh, 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 just in the everyday life. And so um, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, you, you said, uh, let me go back. I got the notes right here. You said yeah. the fulfillment of the, of the Davidic covenant means our situation is changed. Yeah, yeah. The fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant means our identity is changed. Right, yeah, yeah. So, you know, as we're going through this portion of Luke, uh, something that did make it into the connection group questions this week, um, and I just, I just cut it for how many questions that were in there. Okay was now having gone through Luke, we are seeing all these Old Testament allusions. I'm going to get to your question about identity and the situation. Mm -hmm, I'll refer mm -hmm. But it, one of the questions that I had for this week was, I basically was going to put down, you know, how important is it for us to read the Old Testament? Does it mm. help us in our growth as, as Christians? And, and I've always believed it's important, but it, it's significance to understanding the life of Jesus. We've been talking about this. Like, we're specifically learning about the Davidic covenant. We're specifically learning about the Abrahamic covenant. If you don't know what those mean, then you can't begin to understand the importance of what Zechariah is saying here right. as it pertains to our situation and our identity. And so my encouragement for people is, you know, continue study the Old Testament mm. because it helps, it helps fill in what we're reading in the, in the new, you know, the, the two go hand in hand. So now to your point. 
So I did make that statement. I said, in Zechariah's prayer, people are asking the question of him in verse 66. It says, and all who heard them laid up in their hearts saying, what then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. People were wondering at the birth of John, who's this child? What's his significance? Mm -hmm. Zechariah's song of praise is, as I said in the sermon, he's telling everybody, including us, here's the meaning of this moment. Here, right, here's the right. meaning of this moment. And with John coming onto the scene, with John coming, it means the Messiah is coming next. And one of the things he says is, listen, the Davidic covenant now is fulfilled. Jesus' arrival upon the earth and everything that his life is going to accomplish is going to fulfill the Davidic covenant. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Right. And the thing that I, I want our hearts and minds to grasp is, Zechariah says, with the Davidic covenant being fulfilled, listen to his language. He says, it's fulfilled. But now what does it mean for us? He says this. He says, he says uh, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Through the fulfillment of the Davidic covenant, redemption has come. And then he goes on to say that we should be saved from our enemies. Hmm. So when I say that the Davidic covenant means our situation has changed, Jay, if you're drowning and somebody comes and saves you, are you in the same situation that you once were? No. <laughs> right? So that's, so situationally, something has changed about us. And as then he goes on to say very clearly uh, to his son, John, he says, as you preach, you're going to give people the knowledge of salvation mm. in the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins. So, so what's the situation that's changed? Israel's still going to be under Roman oppression. They're never going to be totally free. Mm -hmm. Even today, the conflict in the Middle East, they're still having, yes. having problems. yes. The reigning king, Jesus Christ, takes those who are captive to sin and sets them free. We're no longer slaves to sin, Paul would say, but we are slaves to righteousness. Mm -hmm. So today as we sit here situationally, sin no longer has dominion over us. And, and I just, you and I know this from counseling, you know, that perspective of understanding. Yes. Like if the Holy Spirit indwells you, you know, if, if you have freedom from, from sin, then you have to look at the sin in your life and say, that's not my master. Sin is not, do, you know, do we still struggle with sin? Yes. <laughs> and, and I don't deny the struggle with sin. The presence of sin is still in the world. Yes. That's why we need revelation. In revelation 20 and 21, new heavens and new yes. earth comes down. So, so there will be a time when our situation is completely no more presence of sin in our lives. But that's what I was talking about with situational change. Um, and uh, I think for us as Christians, we need to believe that. We need to believe that if I struggle with anger, if I struggle with lust, if I struggle with fill in whatever the blank is, the struggle is real. But the question is, can Jesus Christ, my reigning king, am I a slave to that sin or does he give me a victory? Mm -hmm. so. And... and and we know that, and we hear that. Yeah. So in a practical way, everyday life, mm -hmm. me as a, as a saint, as a, as a change identity, how do I remind myself? What are some practical things to do to remind myself of that identity? Yeah. We, yeah. we are forgetful people, right. aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so to that point, you know, as I was just talking about the situation, the power of sin over us has been gone. Right. You know, how do we remind ourselves about that? But then the other thing is that the Abrahamic covenant is about your identity has changed. Yes. So, so those are the two important things that we need to be keep before us is that, you know, we are, we have inherited uh, Christ's righteousness. Yes. We are sons and daughters of Abraham, and, and, and so we are righteous as he was considered righteous because 
Jesus Christ has made us his sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. And so that's the other question. Like, one, are you set free from the power of sin? The answer yes. has to be yes. Yeah. The other question is, are you a sinner or are you a saint? Mm -hmm. And if you say I'm a sinner, that means that I struggle with sin. Okay? What, what, the, the correct thing to say is, that, uh, as I said a few weeks ago, I said, listen, if, if you understand the scriptures rightly, you are a saint who has the capacity for sin, not a sinner with the capacity to be a saint. So your identity has changed. Yes. That's a big yes. shift. Most Christians, not the songs that you pick out, but even <laughs> the songs that we sometimes hear on the radio, Christian yeah. songs, they focus on our identity as a sinner. Sin. And that's not who we are. Well, there's actually a worship song we used to sing. I'm not going to say which one. Yeah. We used to sing. It was oh, come on. Great, everybody wants to know. It, it was come a on, great say song. It. Say it. But it's identity. It kept calling us a sinner. Right. And, and it was a great song, Confession. But we decided, hey, we can't keep singing that because it keeps giving us a false uh, false identity in there. It's, it yeah. keeps saying that we are sinners, but we are saints who yeah. still sin. Yeah, because um, I'm going to get to your practical question in just a yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, go but ahead. Think about it. If I wake up in the morning and I'm believing about myself that I'm a sinner with the capacity to act like a saint, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for me to excuse sin in my life. Yes. It's a lot easier for me to give into temptation because it's like, well, I'm just a sinner. I have the capacity to do good, but I'm not able to, to do it. And it's like, no, no, like you're well, a saint. And then, and then some people take that to the extent of, well, Christ did it for me, so I don't have to right. because he's the righteousness. I am the sinner. That's that's. 110%. He is our righteousness. Yes. But it says here in the text that if the Abrahamic covenant is fulfilled, that we might serve him in holiness and, and righteousness. righteousness. That's what we now have the ability to do. It's not the capacity to do it. The actual we are holy and righteous. You can't do holy and righteous works if you yourself aren't holy yes. and righteous. Because all of our good deeds are as filthy rags. Absolutely. So you have to have change. So you know, I really try to emphasize that, like, we need to so embrace this identity. We so need to embrace that our situation has changed, because if we don't, we'll excuse it in our life. Or you got to go to the other spectrum, which is, if I need to act holy and I need to act righteous in order for God to accept mm -hmm. me, if, if I don't have a righteousness that's been imputed to me, we talk about that, that word, you know, it's imputed to me. It's not just that my sins are forgiven. That's the thing. That's, your sins are forgiven, but you've also been given Christ's righteousness. You're going to try to believe, well, you're not only going to try, but you're going to believe that Christianity is about doing these good things in order for God to love mm -hmm. you. I have to be holy. I have to be righteous. I have to do these things. Otherwise, God won't love me. It's like, no, he loves you because he loves you through the righteousness of his son. Mm -hmm. and, and so then when we do good deeds, we do it because, oh, that's who I am. That's who I am. That's, so when I use that illustration, and for some people, you know, it clicked, and for others, they're like, I don't like sports. When I talked about <laughs> when the Cubs won the World Series, right, I said, Jason Hayward comes into the locker room as they're losing, and he says, remember who you are. You're the best team in baseball. So what helps us then on a practical mm -hmm. level? It's, I'm glad you asked it. We talked about it in our connection group yesterday. I think on a practical level, number one, we as brothers and sisters in the Lord, can do just a way better job. And I don't mean that to throw on guilt, but just of encouraging one another and saying, saying, you know what? I just want you to know, if, if you haven't heard it from the Lord's word today, you're holy and you're righteous in, in Christ. And, and so even speaking that to us, it's why we need the word too. Yes. We need to focus far more on Christ's righteousness and holiness. Like we need to look to him because if we navel gaze, we'll see all the ways that we don't measure up. Yep. Yep. And so, are you spending enough time reflecting upon 
on who he is and the righteousness of who you are. When we were going through Romans, or going through Ephesians, um, you know, this is who you are once you are not a people, but now you are God's people. You know, he says in First Peter, you know, we've been predestined for good works that he yes. prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. So I don't know, Jason, like in a very practical way, I mean, I don't want to be overly cliche, but you have to be in the Word. You have to be in the you Word. You have to be listening to the Word and what Jesus says about you and not what you say about yourself. And then have brothers and sisters come alongside you. and we just, Community. Community, yes. just, just communicating that. And don't buy in. If you're listening to songs mm. <laughs> on the radio or your favorite mm. singer that talk about, you know, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, you know, mm. but praise God for his grace. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all great before you were saved. Mm-hmm. Even after you're saved, we need to reflect upon his grace. You know, that's why we do our time of we confession. We have that confession every week. We have that confession. We need that. But... But make sure you're listening to songs. Make sure you're listening to teaching that's focusing on the correct way that you should view yourself. Not as a sinner who can act like a saint, but a saint who, yes, can actually act like a saint, but can also succumb to the temptations and sometimes sin. And, and we talk, you and I talk about this, uh, our time of confession. We, we're coming before God knowing that we are already forgiven in Him. Right, yes. And yes. we're coming to Him because He's gracious and forgiving. Like, yes. It's not a fear. It's not this condemnation. It's because He loves us. He's already provided a way for us. And then our response, because as, as you said, hey, yeah. this is our identity. We're not living it out. We want to confess that we remember who you are. We remember who we are. We're not always living that out. Right. So that's part of that confession time. Yeah, and I think that that is so important to say. When we're confessing, we're being reminded that we're not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And that we do need his grace, but we're also coming to him, as you said, with this, with this identity of being like, oh, yeah, that's not who I am. If I sinned this week, that's not who I, not who that's I, not am. Who I am. That's not my identity. So I just for our church family, for brothers and sisters, you know, it's just like, Lord, help us to continue to see that Mm. if God's word is true, and it is, if what Zechariah says has happened, and it has, if you're in Christ today, the Abrahamic covenant has been fulfilled for you, the Davidic covenant has been fulfilled for you, you know, and, um, you know, as just kind of one final side thing, unrelated to that, uh, I didn't get to mention it in the sermon, it made me smile when I was reading Zechariah's prayer. When he comes in, he says to his child, he says, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. You know, our, as our kids grow up, you know, we're thinking, what are they going to be? What, what are they going to be like? And you just wonder, what kind of choices will they make? Right. What will their profession be? <laughs> All these kind of things. I just wondered for somebody like Zechariah, you know, as he's raising John, like, your son has been prophesied about by the angel. You know, it's like they knew. They were the one couple who knew the, the trajectory of their son's life. And, you know, something that, you know, you do find out about John, spoiler alert, in the Gospel of Luke is uh, his lifespan was shorter than Jesus's. Yes. And, um, and uh, yet Jesus will say of John, I think this is beautiful, that there is no one born of woman unequal with this, with, wow. with him. I mean, that kind of gives me goosebumps, like, thinking, yeah. like, like, how would you like the, the Lord of the universe to say that uh, yeah. of you because of how unique his, his role was, and um, so. Yeah. And his role has something to speak of what we're to do, too, as well, you know, his, to go and proclaim the good news of Christ. He's the first, right? Yeah. He, he sets that for us, and you know what's a beautiful thing about John? We don't know exactly how much he knew. There were times where he even question. Yes, yes. Like, are you the Messiah <laughs> yes. or are we anticipating another? Um, 
And so even with everything that's happened in his life, it was not easy for him to minister like he did. Mm. And, uh, and we forget is, that. Yeah, and he didn't even get to see the fullness of what yes. Jesus was here on earth. I mean, obviously, he, gets, he got to see true. the fuller plan. But um, true. yeah, I think it's, you know, fun things about him. Well, Luke 1 has been fun. Yes. Can't wait till we pick up chapter 2 and yeah. continue on. And Yeah. Um, so uh, a little, can I just say, ask you a little, uh, we didn't do this in previous podcasts, but yeah. to put you on the spot, uh, I'm actually going to be down in El Salvador this yes. weekend visiting yeah. Mike and Brittany, our missionaries, and and uh, doing uh, some work with them down there. Uh, so you're going to be filling the pulpit this yes, Sunday. And uh, give a little preview. What's yeah, our Yeah, we're actually going to look at uh, Genesis 22. And, and I'm just smiling a lot as you and I are talking because there's many things. Uh, you're talking about Christ in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things like that. So we're going to be looking at what is what? How what are some of the stuff we can pull out for us? Yeah, um, looking at Christ through Isaac and in the sacrifice of I'm actually very excited. About yeah, that. I think that's going to be uh, when you, when it's he came. Tie in I've, been, well. I've been thinking about doing this, and it, and it just happened to fit really really well. So yeah. looking at uh, Abraham again, not Isaac. planned by us, planned no, by plan, God. Plan, plan by so. planned by God, but it's going to give a, a fuller flavor to Abraham's I think so. life. I think so. Yeah, so I'm looking well. for. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll catch it. And I I actually am letting you off the hook. I don't have a question for you this week. I, think, so, I, I know. I uh, you. you, you <laughs> you know, we, 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 were, uh, we were just talking. It is uh, baseball season. My beloved oh, yeah. Cubbies are not in the World Series or even close to it. But No, uh, when you showed that picture yesterday, uh, at that time, the Rangers hadn't played. And so I'm looking at going, would somebody remind the Rangers who they are? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly so. <laughs> but last night we won. You did. Um, I, so, I say you as though you, yeah, you we, and the Smith family. No, I said we, so <laughs> I'm going to take it. There you go. Uh, and tonight is game seven, so we'll see that it goes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we're back, back together. Yeah, it'll be fun for me next week. I'm going to listen. So uh, we'll put it out probably the podcast next Tuesday because yep. I'll be getting back on yeah. Monday. Okay. And then I get to, you get to ask I get me to questions. Ask you That'll questions. be fun. One day I'll get to lead worship. And then we'll get, no, <laughs> we won't. Sometimes, oh, goodness sometimes I get worried that my mic is on and I, uh, when we're yeah. singing. You can sometimes hear me in your ear. Though, I can when, hear when, you in my ear sometimes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Paul actually will be leading worship for us next week. Yeah. So I'm always glad when he gets to do that. So. Okay. All right, Dave. All thank right. you. Thank, thank you, church you. family. We'll thank see you, you next week.